Hello, my name is Jordan Tardo, and I'm the lead pastor at Experience Church. I'd like to take a moment and just say thank you so much for tuning in to our podcast today. I hope this message blesses you. I hope it encourages you. I hope it strengthens you for what God has called you to today. So I want to talk to you today for a few minutes on the topic of a home of harmony, a home of harmony. You have to have harmony in the home. Now, that being said, we are going to do something we have never done before here at Experience Church. We're going to have two preachers today. Come on, somebody. We're going to have two preachers. So normally, if it's a 30-minute message, a.k.a. 45, you're going to be here for about an hour and a half. Come on. I hope you had some biscuits and some coffee before you got here because we're about to be big chilling up in here. I'm just joking. If this is your first time, don't get up. We promise we'll be out of here in about two hours. Okay, cool. That's another joke. But hey, I want to invite, uh, as we talked about, as I was praying over this message and praying over this series, and we're talking about unity and harmony, I, I, I said, you know what? What a great opportunity it would be uh, to invite my brother from another mother to help me really speak on this. And I want to invite Kenny. Come on, y'all give it up for Kenny. I want to invite Kenny. Many of you know Kenny. He's a great man of God. I want to invite him to speak with me. Get in here and hug me. Okay. That being said, we're going to talk together. Um, and so if this is your first time, we don't normally do this. If this is not your first time, just we don't know what's going to happen. Okay. We're just going to try this and we're just excited about what God is doing. But really we get our text today from the scripture in Mark chapter 3 and verse 24. And that it says this, if a kingdom is divided against itself, it can't stand. But then it goes a step further, and we're talking about a harmony, harmony in the home, the home church in the church. It says, if a house is divided against itself, the house can't stand. And so I believe this. I believe the enemy, Satan, Lucifer, whatever you want to call him, the enemy of our soul is a divider. Amen. And he tries to divide us. Why? Because if there's division, the house can't stand. Unity, if unity is not there, there's no growth. And so God desires for us to be a people that live in harmony. Amen. And, and I, I want to kind of pick it back off of what you talked about, about the Israelites yep. and how they was foreigners in a strange land. Yep. And the Bible says also that we as believers are foreigners in a strange land. Yep. We are in this world, but we're not of this world. Yep. Yep. And here's the thing. We are to have kingdom principles here on earth. In other words, the way it looks in heaven, we need to make it look like that here on earth there's love in heaven there's unity in heaven there's peace and joy together with each other in heaven and we need to have that here on earth and in our church home and in our family I'm gonna be honest with you I'm gonna be honest with you when Jesus talked about a kingdom is divided against itself that kingdom cannot stand this is the word of, of Jesus he's telling us here kingdom principles that it cannot stand if there's division. Whether that's a football team, a company with employees, and uh, a marriage, the church. I'm going to be honest. My wife and I, we haven't been walking together. We, we, we've been divided because she's gone on this vegan thing. And I had a bean burrito. Brother, that ain't the Lord. That ain't the Lord. I felt the Holy Spirit say that I, ain't the Lord. I, I mean, I just got to, I need counseling right now. Man, we need to have some serious counseling. I had counsel. a bean burrito for dinner. Oh, bless God. <laughs> no, but honest, truly, um, we, we have the church. We, we have to be able to live 
in harmony with each other. And the Bible says, like, says it like this. Live in harmony with one another. Do not be proud, but associate with the humble. And don't think you know it all. Never pay back evil with more evil. Do things in such a way that everyone can see you are honorable. Amen. And so I love this because he talks about living in harmony here. And I love that he doesn't just say, live in harmony, go figure it out. Doesn't just say, okay, I want you to live in harmony by, I hope you make it. No, I love the Bible because the Bible is so practical. And as a pastor, my heart is always to be very practical and helping people not just say live in unity, not just say live in harmony, but then give us practical application on how we really do that. How do we really do that as humans on this planet? Because if we look around, our culture is divided we look around our world is divided whether it's through race whether it's through politics whether it's through finances and socially economically there is so much division in our culture and our society so as believers how do we really do that in a society that is not doing that and I love it he gives us a few tips here and Kenny just read it, it says do not be proud but associate with the humble and don't think you know it all the first thing that we must do to really live in harmony as humans is we have to live and be a people that walk in humility to walk in humility and humble and humility everybody says they're humble you know what i'm saying like everybody thinks they're humble in their in their own mind but here's what i know i know that pride is really the enemy of relationship it's really the greatest enemy of relationship you can't have true relationship when there's pride why because it's pride says i'm concerned about myself i'm not concerned about you Humility says I'm more concerned about you than my preferences and what I think and what I want. And so this is why it's so vital as, as Christians, believers, if you call yourself a Christian, that we need to be a people that walk in humility and say we want to really build relationships with people. You know, it's easy to, to, to have somebody on the outskirts of my life and say, oh yeah, okay, I got you. You can tell me those things, or I hear your story, or all right, whatever. Oh, do you? See you later, Kenny. I'm gonna walk out and do my thing. But, and it's easy to continue to live the way that I see things. But humility says, I wanna build relationship with you. Because if I build relationship with you, here's what happens. Now I get to see it the way you see it. I've never walked in Kenny's shoes, Kenny's never walked in my shoes. I can't try to act like I've ever walked and experienced the things Kenny's walked through. Kenny can't do the same thing for me. So how do we do that? We can say, oh, well, it is what it is. Kenny can figure it out. Or, oh, okay, Pastor Jordan can figure it out. That's their life. That's pride. Humility says, no, let me really, I want to build relationship with you. So through my relationship, I can begin to learn and hear you. To listen and to learn from you. So now what happens is, as I build relationship with you, now my perspective can change on what I think life is. Because all of us have our own perspective on what we think life is. And here's what I say, and I believe this, you know, it's very easy for us to get into a place where our circles look a lot like us. I'll challenge every single person in this room and watching online. If your circle is a bunch of people that look like you and act like you and talk like you and make the same amount of money as you, you're doing it wrong. That's not the heart of God. That's not Jesus. Jesus wants us to get outside of the people that that look like us and talk like us and act like us. I love it because Jesus literally, this was his life. 
He got outside. Oh, I'm going to stand up, Kenny. Oh, Jesus, help me, Lord. He got outside of the realm of what we would call Christians. I'm even talking about believers. Oftentimes, Christians, we hang around just a bunch of other Christians. It's a kumbaya. We like to get together and kumbaya, my Lord. And oh, brother, oh, just, just, just pray for me, brother. Oh, let me pray for you, brother. Oh, yeah, the Spirit of God's moving, brother. And we do all these things together. And me and my small group, and we're going to go eat together, and we're going to go hang out together, and you're going to come over and watch movies to meet me together. And we do everything together, and we never get outside of the circle of Christianity, and our, our view of the world is skewed. Jesus, he said, I'm going to get outside of the circle of what we call Christians, and I'm going to get and hang with, hang with the sinners. To the point of where the church people got mad at him. They were frustrated that he was hanging with the world. But he was trying to show us a picture of what it really looks like to love and honor and walk in humility. And say, even though you don't believe the same thing I believe. Even though you don't look the same way that I look. Even though you don't talk the same way I talk. Even though you may not make the same money I make. I want to honor you and walk in humility and build relationship with you. Why? Because my eyes can't see it the way you saw it. And I want to see it the way you saw it. So how do I do that? I got to build relationship with one another. The question I would ask you, uh, the question I would ask you, and I'm going to let Kenny talk because I'm talking a lot, I know. (laughs) The question I would ask you, what does your circle look like? Is your circle filled with a bunch of people like you? Because if it is, I hate to be mean, but you're doing it wrong. If a circle looks just like me, if my circle looks just like me, I'm doing it wrong. What does your circle look like? A humility says, I want to get outside of my circle because my circle, here's what happens. The Bible says iron sharpens iron. If I'm just in my circle, we're not sharpening one another. We're comfortable in our circles. I want to get outside. See, Kenny, he's different than me. He's a, he's a different iron. So now what happens is as we iron, sharpens iron, he challenged me and I challenge him and we grow together to a place we never would be able to grow without each other. Serving and honoring one another with humility. Yeah, and I think also uh, just uh, when you talk about togetherness and, and that unity, you got to think about the small groups that we have. Yeah. Small groups, you know, are not just for us to just hang out together. Yep. It's for us to do life together, yep. meaning that we're doing life in a circle, meaning that I'm walking with you through everything that you're going through. Like, I don't just come to hang out with you. I want to know, like, what's going on in your life? How can I help you? How can I humble myself to be able to serve you through whatever it is you're walking through in life? And what makes me uh, not forget and to continue to have a heart posture of humility is Ephesians 2.11, because it's a heart posture to be humble. In Ephesians 2 and 11, it says, don't forget that you Gentiles used to be outsiders. You were called uncircumcised heathens by the Jews who were proud of their circumcision, even though it affected only their bodies and not their heart. See, we want to make sure that our hearts are right and that we're living in humility and we're being followers of Christ and we're serving people. See, because it's so easy to forget that I didn't used to live like this. I didn't used to have money. I didn't used to have a car. You know, I used to have to get Uber. Now you got a car and you don't want to give nobody a ride. So don't forget about what Christ has done for you and that will keep you in your heart posture and a heart of humility where now I can serve people. 
and I can help people. Because one thing that God was showing me is that we can't forget where we came from. And also, it says in verse 12, in those days you were living apart from Christ, you were excluded from the citizenship among the people of Israel, and you did not know the covenant promises God had made to them. You lived in this world without God and without hope, but now you have been united with Christ. Once you were far away from God, but now you have been brought near to God through the blood of Jesus Christ. And see, and this is what we have to remember. We have to, first of all, don't forget where you come from. Don't forget where you come from. And two, know what God requires of us as believers. God, what are you calling me to do? Who are you calling me to help? How are you calling me to serve this person? Because God wants people to be drawn near. To him, And I'm telling you, there's a lot of people who are far from God that need the church to be the church so that we can pull people in. So good. And oftentimes, we, the church looks like the world. And so the world comes in, and people that don't know God are far from God come in, and they see the same division that they see in the world. Amen. You know, one of the best, greatest quotes on the planet, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. says, It is appalling that the most segregated hour of Christian America is the 11 o'clock hour on Sunday morning. Now, that brother probably wasn't doing three services, you know what I'm saying? So the most segregated could be 8.30, 10, and 11.30. You know what I'm saying? Praise God for that. He had a bigger building, you know what I'm saying? We trust in God. But here's the thing. That, that doesn't take away from the power of this scripture. And he says, listen, I'm looking around, and the most segregated thing is not the world. It's the church. And the church is to look different than the world. Amen. And that we should be looking different in the way that we love one another in humility and serving one another and honoring one another with being saying, you know what? I see you the way that you are. I see that you look different. I see that you act different. I see that you talk different. I see, And none of that matters. Why? Because I know that Christ loves me. So I want to turn around. And I want to honor and walk in humility I, and I want you to know God loves you. Does that make sense? So important that we would understand that. Romans chapter 12 and verse 17, it says, Never pay back evil with evil. Do things in such a way that everyone can see that you are honorable. And do that, do this, uh, do that, do all of that, excuse me, so you can live in peace with, ever, with everyone. Never pay back evil for evil, but do things in such a way that everyone can see that you are honorable. We have to walk in humility. Really walk in harmony. We have to walk in humility. But then also we have to walk in honor. Yeah, that's good. You know, just being able to walk in honor. Honor means that, you know, I serve you. I love you. You know, not only do I, you know, honor pastor, but I honor you. And we should honor our pastor. I said, I got a better amen than that. <laughs> I'm going to try that again. I'm going to try that one again. We should honor our pastor. Amen. Amen. But, but also, amen. Praise God. But also, we should, it shouldn't just be about me honoring the CEO on my job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How am I treating the other workers on my job? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or am I honoring everybody in this world? And that's what it's all about because Christ said that we ought to love people. Yeah. The Bible said that God is love. Yeah. And if we're connected as the church to the vine and we're connected to God, God is love. I'm connected to that source of love. Then that love should flow out to, to other people. Amen. 
when I, talk, when I think about honor, Romans 12.10 says it like this. Love one another with brotherly affection. Outdo one another in showing honor. That's good. You know, there's a, there's a brother that I met in this church. In this church, I met this brother. He, this brother doesn't look like me. But I love this brother as if he was my own flesh and blood. Like, I know if I need anything, I can call this brother. If he need anything, he can reach out to me. Whether it's about his marriage, about his career, about finances, whatever the situation may be, we are connected, not by blood family members, but by the Spirit of God. Because we are in agreement through the Holy Spirit and the Word of God, and our lives have been connected now, and we're walking through life together. You know what I'm saying? This is my brother in Christ. And there's times where we go out to eat and we're fighting over the ticket. Like I'm paying the bill. No, I'm paying the bill. And the person behind the counter looking at us like we're crazy. Because I just want to show you honor, brother. I want to show you how much I love you. I want to be a blessing to you. And that's how we as the church should be, not only to one another, but to everybody. I'm just going to say you and that brother could take me anytime you want and I'll let you I'll let you outshine I'll be humble if you will and I'll let you honor by paying the bill anytime you want dear brother praise God but but see here's the thing here's the thing honor means to value at a price it means to estimate like how what in what what bracket do you have me in like, what is my worth to you? Yeah, that's good. Where do you estimate me at? Where do you estimate your coworker at? Where do you estimate your husband at, your wife at? Yeah. Where do you estimate the people that's not in your circle at? The people that don't look like you. Where, where do you estimate them at? Because you don't make the, the money that I make. I got to put you down here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you don't, you don't have an education. I got to put you down here. Yeah. Like, I put you in a different bracket. That's not what God is calling us to be, how God is calling us to be as a church. We ought to love and honor people no matter their culture or background, no, no matter their political status or their, how, the race, racism and all this stuff. As a church, we have to be different. Yep, yep, yep. And if the church can't be different, how is the world going to change? God is calling us to be a light. He said, you are the light of the world. Amen. My my man's preaching up here. Come on, somebody. I'm (laughs) I'm holding on. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) You know, humility, humility is the way that I see me. Honor is the way that I see you. Amen. So when when I have humility and I'm walking in humility, I'm, I'm seeing, I'm looking at myself and saying, okay, I'm, it's not that I think less of myself. I'm thinking about myself less. Amen. That's humility. Honor now goes to how I see you. And so here's what it is. I, I, this, I, I tell Kenny, this is Kenny, I, the way I see Kenny. Kenny's not my enemy. Kenny, you're not my enemy. You're not my enemy. See, the world will say because if someone disagrees with us or looks different than us, then they, because there's this, this, this disagreement or this difference, there should be distance. And from distance comes division. Yeah. And so because we're different, 
we should be diff we should we should be we should have division that's not the case instead it's not just i see him as not my enemy because then it could be like oh he's not my enemy you go do your thing i'll go do my thing oh you you're a different political background and, and you, oh, you go over there and you do your thing and i'll go over here and do my thing no no that's not seeing each other's enemies it doesn't stop there that's good but it goes a step further it's not that you're just not my enemy you're a gift to me I see you as a gift, not just as not my enemy. He's a gift to me. Why? Because iron sharpens iron. His differences help me. His differences challenge me. If I'm just concerned, like we said, about people being around me in the same category as me, and you know, oftentimes as humans, what we do is we socially put ourselves in the same category as those that are like us. Meaning, if you make a certain amount of money, you are probably hanging out with a group of people that make about the same amount of money as you. Your squad is usually about the same socially, economically. And so here's what happens. Now, let's say you're in the middle class. The middle class, you get, you get categorized as the middle class. Now, here's what happens. That's great. But then, what do we do with the lower class? Mm. So now what happens, here's what happens. When we categorize ourselves like this, and this is what happens. We lose the honor of the lower class, and here's what we do. Oh, well, once a month, the church goes and serves people in the lower class, and so I'll go help the church, and we'll serve them. That's not, that's not honor. That's pity. That's pitying those that are lower than us or what we think are lower than us. And see, Jesus, I love Jesus. The Bible says that he didn't come to be served, but to serve others. Jesus, the Bible says, he came as a servant. He didn't want himself in a category or a class. He wanted to let people know that he honors you wherever you are in whatever class you may categorize yourself in. So as Christians, as believers, Jesus, he didn't have a category. He had compassion. Amen. He wasn't filled with pity for those that were not like him. He had compassion for those that like him. And through the compassion, it drove him to honor them. And so you and I, as far as believers go, people online, here's what we have to do. We have to be a people where we say, you know what? We're going to outdo one another in honoring each other. The Bible says, the Bible says, and we read it last week, the Bible says that those that are, don't know God, they will know that we are his followers, his disciples, Christians, if you will, by the way that we love one another. Amen. How do we really love one another? By honoring one another. And I want to honor Kenny. I want to honor in front of everybody. You know, I say all the time, you know, honor is not really honor unless it's said in front of somebody. So I want to, I want to let you know, dude, I honor you. I honor you. Listen, this dude, he's an incredible man of God. We're totally different, but I love that we're totally different because he, what God speaks to him about challenges me. And as God speaks to me, it challenges you and we grow together. And listen, talk about humility. This is a man of humility. He has an anointing and a call in his life. And I'm so grateful that God sent him to our church and he walks in humility. He's not looking for praise. He, him and his wife come here. Nobody even knows. And they're cleaning the church. And why? Because his heart is not to get praise, but his heart's to praise with his life. And so I honor you today in front of everybody, dude. You are, you're an incredible man. And so this is the way we have to live our lives. We can't just think honor. We can't just think, oh, yeah, I honor that person. Because that's not really honoring. That's having nice thoughts about someone. Honoring them is going to them and saying, you're a gift to me. I'm so grateful that God sent you into my life because not just you're not my enemy, you're a gift to me. Why? Because you're continuing to help me be, be fulfilled in the call that God has placed on my life. Every one of us in this room, the question we have to ask ourselves, are we truly outdoing one another with the way that we honor one another 
but then also the way we honor those outside of this world, uh, outside of this building in the world. Are we truly honoring our coworkers? Are we truly honoring our boss? Oh, our boss is making us do this, and, and so uh, we go to our coworkers, we're complaining about our boss. That, that's not a picture of Jesus. A picture of Jesus is that we would outdo everyone with the way that we honor each other. Amen. I, I love the story in Luke, you know, chapter 8, because Jesus, he was a man of compassion. And compassion is feeling the next person's pain. Like, I feel your pain. I feel what you're going through. And, and Jesus, in Mark, in uh, Luke chapter 8, verse 20, 22 to 39, you can read it later. But the story goes that Jesus and his disciples were on one side of the lake. And on the other side of the lake, there, were, there was a man that had an, a, a, a demonic spirit that the people said was crazy. And they had put him in the tombs and tried to shackle him, and he was able to break the chains. They called him a crazy man. But here is Jesus in his own world over here was willing to tell his disciples, 12 good men, let us go to the other side. And on the way to the other side, a storm arose, and, and, and they all began to be afraid of, for their lives. And here Jesus is risking the lives of 12 good men, yep. church men, yep. religious men, yep. even himself, to go to the other side to help out this demonic man that everybody else had been ostracized and said he wasn't worthy of honor. But Jesus made the journey to honor this man. He was willing to go to the other side. And my question today, are we willing to go to the other side? Are we willing to leave our comfort zone and our circle to go over to the other side and help somebody else? to honor somebody else, to serve somebody else. That's what the church is all about. And that's what we, as experienced church, want to be. A church that honors people and serve people. So good, so good. And here's the thing, like, and I know we got to close because we got another service. You know, me and with two preachers up here, we'd be here for all day, you know what I'm saying? But here's what we know as far as walking in humility and walking in honor and really what it looks like to, to walk in harmony. You know, honoring one another and outdoing one another with honor really comes down to this. And Kenny said it. It's really serving one another. It's being people that are willing to serve one another. Even in your marriage, in your home, you know, how do we really honor our home? By serving our spouse. People will tell you when you're doing premarital counseling, for those that are married, you probably remember, like, if you're getting married to be served, you're doing it wrong. That you're in the wrong, that you, we, we get married because we love someone so much that we want to serve them with our life. It's the same thing with Christians, with non-Christians, any, every, everybody, that we want to outdo people with honor in such a way that we would serve them, that we would be saying, you know what, how can I get outside of my comfort zone? And I say, how can I serve my coworkers? How can I serve my family? How can I serve my neighbors? How can I serve my church? and the people that are part of my church. How do, I, how do we serve one another? Because this is what I would challenge you. I'm not going to give you tools to serve. That's, that's between you and God. I pray that you would ask God, show me ways to serve people around me this week. And I'm telling you, he will. Amen. If we really want to be a church, and I believe we are, 
that walks in harmony, that is a multicultural, multi-generational church, then it, we, it, it starts with harmony. And I love this because I really do believe this. I, I think that there's really no force on this planet stronger and greater than unity. Amen. There are not many things. Actually, there's nothing on this planet. Now, I'm not talking about Jesus and the Holy Spirit. They're more powerful. They're not a force. Okay, that's God. Okay. But on this planet, you get a group of people that are all believing the same thing. Even though they're different. Even though their preferences are different. Even though their styles are different. Even though they look different. And you get them with the same vision. And the same purpose. That group of people is going to change the world. And people say, oh, Pastor Jordan, you're just trying to have a big church, you know. You just keep saying, oh, we're going to grow, we're growing, we're growing. You just want a huge church. You want a big church. You just want a mega church. No, I don't want a big church. Here's what I want. I want to make a big difference. Amen. I want to be somebody that when I, I, when I lay my head on a pillow for the last time, I look back. And I'm going to get teary-eyed for a second. But I look back and I say, it wasn't about a church size it wasn't about a humor or a style that we created. No, it was about a body of people that said, we desire to make a difference for eternity. Oh, I'm standing up. I'm so excited. That we would make a difference in eternity so that when we all lay our heads on the pillow for the last time, that we don't look back and say, oh, it was a good life. Oh, we had some laughs. No, we can look back and we say, God used us, not because of my gift, not because of your gift, but because of all of us together collectively that says, we see the purpose is to serve our community and our world. And as we serve people, the Bible says God will show them him through us. And so as we serve, God is shown to our community our world and people begin to be changed for eternity all because we want to lace aside our differences and we say we want to walk in humility and honor and in harmony with one another why because we desire to make an incredible impact for the kingdom of God Amen. that is the heart of our church I believe if you're a part of this church I believe that's your heart if you're not a part of this church jump on board we're going places because Jesus is in control Amen. and we're just holding on for life and we're just loving each other come on somebody Amen. yeah you can clap clap better the Amen. golf clap <laughs> and we got to close we got to close Amen. we're closing but I just want to say this one last thing like when we talk about unity and agreement and being together I think of a choir and how a choir just sings so lovely in unison if myself or Pastor Jordan was up there singing, you would know the difference. You would know the difference. Like you would see that we're singing off key. Bad. But here's the thing. With our life and what God is telling us what to do, question to ponder. Are you off key? Are you singing together? Or are you trying to sing loud so other people can see you and hear you? Are you on key? So good, so good. And you know, as we close for the fifth time, you know, as we talk about harmony with one another, 
We can't ever truly have harmony with one another or with anyone if we don't have harmony with Christ. Amen. That's good. And so it starts with our relationship with Him. Our relationship will always be off here if it's not right here. That's good. And the great thing about the relationship here is we don't have to work for it. Amen. We don't have to try hard. All we have to do is walk in humility. What does that mean? I know there's a Savior. That's not humility. That's acknowledging. I need a Savior. That's humility. It's understanding. It's honoring Him with my life. It's not just, okay, I'm not just walking in humility with Him. I want to walk in harmony with Him. I have humility knowing that I need Him. But then I also want to honor Him with the way that I live my life. This is the way God desires for us to live. To be a church, a body of believers that are so in harmony with one another because we're so in harmony with Him. I believe this is our church, and I believe God is doing a great work in us and through us. Amen. Can we pray today? Father, I thank you.